Boys are all back together on a beautiful Monday, the day after Easter. We didn't, we didn't record last night. We spent some time with some family yesterday, did all the stuff, and hopefully everybody enjoyed Easter. The Thunder season is over, so that means Matt Burton is back on the public podcast, our beautiful producer, as well as Peyton Guthrie, as always, joins us. Boys. Matt, I'll start with you. It's been, I went back and looked. I believe it's been last week of February since you've been on a public podcast because the Thunder have played every Sunday. That that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and, uh, it feels like it's been since then, man. It's been a while. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, because the last time I talked to you was, it was after Duke got beat or right before the Duke-North Carolina game, something like that. It was after, yeah, after Duke got beat by North Carolina in the Final Four. So, uh, yeah, got that was to, just a couple of weeks ago. I got to I got to wear wear that one for the patrons. Uh, now I have to wear it all over again for the public pod. But happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. Thunder season is over, so yes, my schedule just freed up a lot. Peyton, how was our uh, how was our weekend? Some beautiful weather out there this weekend. Yeah, it was pretty nice. I was down in the uh, the Ashland area, which neither you two, you two will know where that is, but just a very, very small community just south of Son McAllister. Of I know because I went to a small school, I take pride in knowing a lot of the small towns mm-hmm. and communities. I have mm-hmm. no idea where that's at. Where's it's that even at? smaller than Stewart, which is closest to. I know Stewart. <laughs> I know Stewart. Ashland does not have a school. Everyone has to go to Stewart. Uh, hanging out with some friends. We're out there counting some cows and we went to Friendship uh, Church uh, for the Easter celebration or Easter holiday. I had some good, uh, I mean, nothing's better than, like, I go to a church here in Durant just recently called Fusion Bible, and it's a big church. They've got, like, a rock concert before every service and everything. Sure. They play songs, and I'm like, I, I, I don't, it's, it's kind of strange for me. Sure. I grew yeah. up, I grew up a, a Jehovah's Witness, which is a little weird. But you just stand up with a songbook and sing. Now, this church I'm going to has got projections and everyone's filming stuff and like there's lights and fog. I was like, man, this is this is wild. But going to friendship, there's like 50 people in the church. Everyone's got their songbooks out singing. We're all off key. I was like, this feels like home. You know, you know, like, I was like, this this is church to me. Uh, but no, been been life, have you been to Life Church? While we're on topic, have you been to Life Church before? Have you I heard? have not been to Life Church? I have oh, been, I have that would a, blow uh, your mind. Then you're talking about rock yeah. band and music. That would change everything for you. We we have one down here, uh, but like I said, uh, I think two Sundays ago. I mean, I, I'm one of those stirrups. Something else was going on in my life. I was like, I need to get in church, get around some people. Um, <laughs> and uh, I de- I totally forgot it was is Easter time. I was like, oh man, I'm joining church back in Easter. It'd been 20 years since I stepped foot in the church. And I was like, oh man, it's Easter time and I'm doing this That's again. Awesome. This is I'm one of those guys. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I didn't I did not attend East and Easter service on Sunday for the same reasons, Peyton. I didn't want to just randomly show up. I haven't been in about a year consistently, but I hope everybody enjoyed um their Easter Sunday. There wasn't a whole ton last week to really kind of touch on off the top here but fpi decided to burn the world down oh yeah yeah texas uh what six i think six six oh you eight oh you not eighth or ninth 
in the top 10. So, you know, they put some respect on OU's name. I'm happy about that. The Texas thing is, yeah, if you, man, if you, if, if you were the kind of person that says everything's going to break right, yeah, Texas is going to be up there. If every single thing works out, if the offensive line gets it all figured out, you know, Ewers walks in or, you know, Card becomes the, the quarterback they thought he was going to be when they first got him or Ewers walks onto the field and he is, you know, Colt McCoy, Vince Young, reincarnated, you know, like laser beams from his eyeballs, you know, fireballs from his asshole, whatever the Braveheart quote is. Uh, <laughs> you know, if he's out there kicking ass like that, then, yeah, it's going to work out. They've got the best running back in the league, the best wide receiver in the league. They have, you know, one of the best defensive minds joining the staff. I mean, they are going to be rocking and rolling in, until they play the games, uh, and then they'll probably end up losing three to four games, in my opinion. But I mean, six is tough when you've got Alabama coming in ready to take you to the woodshed because Saban doesn't take it easy on coordinators. And I think Sark will be the first coordinator he will be playing, first former coordinator he'll be playing since he just lost to one in the national championship game. Um, so I would just say prepare to have your body bags ready. Um, they may be treating uh, Austin like it has a, a, a more what like a, a little morgue underneath it, like the other UT that Alabama usually destroys. Sure. Yeah. And Alabama also has two of probably the top six, seven edge rushers in the country. One, obviously everybody knows and Will Anderson, the other one in Dallas Turner, everybody will soon define, will soon find out about him. He's really, really good. Peyton, it goes to the conversation of how these things are put together. I've been, if there is something I've done on this Patreon for the last two years, I hope is people helping people understand and what we do, helping people understand how these things are put together, why they matter, what's important about them. Clearly ESPN's FPI weighs returning production and recruited talent more than past performance um, and results on the field. And it's certainly a choice. Not going to judge them for it um, because that's how they do it. They had success a year ago. They were one of the better models for like straight up picks, Peyton, not against mm -hmm. the spread. Um, so that's good. That's those are good results to have. Um, but it's kind of like everything. I mean, there's going to be three or four teams every year um, within it. This was my biggest complaint: is you can't really defend Texas at number six. And if you're going to have a data, if you're going to have metrics, you have rankings. They need to defend something. So, but that blew up social media last week. That caused a nice little uh, war on the OU Twitter streets, which is not very hard these days to start. No, um, but that was last. That is the that is the last week's drama. Usually, Peyton, or I'll just say uh, I'll plug our stuff here first before we uh, dive into the rest of the podcast. But we do have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash through the keyhole. If you want to go enjoy. I, for the patrons listening to this right now, I've been doing my damnedest to get this damn recruiting video done for like five days now and stuff keeps coming up. I'm trying to get that done. I'm hopefully get it out there by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, tonight, whenever it may be. Hopefully um, I'll have that done. Peyton's Monday post um, will be up tonight. Some interesting um, insight, at least interesting perspective to add to everything going on in the Oklahoma world right now. Uh, and if you guys enjoy this podcast, please go subscribe, subscribe, review, rate, do all that fun stuff on all your podcasting or podcasting platforms. Peyton, you look like yeah. you're jumping in to say something. Oh yeah, I was going to say just uh, guys on the Patreon stuff. I mean, if you if you like hearing what we have to say and how we treat um, the Oklahoma football program and treat college football as a whole, 
I mean, that's where we have all of our individual guests' interviews. We, we've had Bill Conley from ESPN, Rob Bowron from uh, Beta Rank. You know, we have some big-time guys on there uh, to kind of talk about OU football from different perspectives. And really, I mean, if you're going to put like a if you if you could give me like a like a really cool grunge drop right here, Matt, like we try to bring like a counterculture sort of idea to OU football. I mean, we're not we're not going to be agreeing with all of your you know, Cerner's groups or SI scoop, you know, or, you know, 24 seven, we're not going to be repeating those same ideas and thoughts. I mean, I think we do a pretty good job of looking at this stuff from a unique standpoint. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with how anyone else does it. We just try to think about it from different angles. And sometimes it causes us to, you know, step on a rake and get called idiots, but you know, it's our job to, to, to kind of poke and prod and, and see what happens. Cause uh, if you're only listening to somebody and then you also hear that same opinion from five different people. Nah, I mean, you know, that gets kind of boring over time, in my opinion. But, you know, that's what we got over at the Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash through the keyhole. Um, you know, we just hang out, have fun. We try to bring interesting people on. I think I had like a one of the original BCS rankers who lives in Hugo, Oklahoma on to talk about his stuff. So, I mean, we try to do some historical stuff too, man. But, yeah, I just want to jump in and toss that in there. Yeah, for sure. All 10 Big 12, all nine other Big 12 teams have been previewed for the offseason. You can, I mean, the, some of the best insight from the people that we trust the most around the league. Um, they're bloggers, some of them. Some of them are media people. But um, we trust those people. You can get those interviews as well. Yes, Peyton, that's what I was going to do before throwing it over to you for just for that. Obviously, uh, a little elephant in the room. The podcast last week was probably our most listened podcast this offseason so far because it caused a kerfuffle um across some media waves so i want to address that and i think it's important to note because i think it speaks to the society that we have that we focus on a lot of the negatives and not focus on a lot of the positives and this goes to a conversation Peyton, Peyton and i've multiple conversations Peyton and i've had over the last couple months last few months last four months maybe ever since Peyton and i first met each other um people don't talk about last offseason Peyton whenever yes i was high on iowa state but guess what on this podcast for the entire season we we talked up baylor and we talked up oklahoma state not a lot of people did that people forget that people forget a lot of the things that we had successes last year people forget that we were the first ones to bring up spencer rattler having struggles in 2020 people forget that we talked and said hey let's wait until the texas game before we go crown the kid in 2021 now the fellow on my shoulders a year ago i bought in after the kansas state game um, and next thing you know, uh, it all falls on its face. That stuff happens. It's okay. Not every podcast is going to have 100% accuracy. Podcasts for one, for entertainment, two, for perspective. And I think we offer a unique perspective. And again, I think people get lost in all that. We can talk, we can go through all the things that we've reported, even though we're not a, an inside information place. We can go through all those list of things. And I think it's a great segue, Peyton, because on this podcast, about last September, last October, when things weren't going well for Oklahoma football, there were 9-0 and things just did not seem right. We were also, and not to say, hey, we're the first ones to do this, we're the first ones to do that, but I think it's important to focus on the things that we've done well. We did bring up at the time that things were weird within the program, that the head coach was acting different, that there's all these things happening behind the scenes uh last summer we were the kind of the first ones to float hey maybe there's some conference realignment news coming up that there's some things happening and talks happening behind the scenes but we all forget that 
and also Peyton. After Lincoln Riley leaves, we were the first people to talk about a toxic environment at Oklahoma. And guess what? Guess what has to happen? Guess what happens right after that? Right after, uh, not right after the toxic stuff. Guess what happens soon after the situation last week? Spencer Rattler comes out and mentions that the Oklahoma football program was toxic. Our listeners, our loyal listeners, are prepared. They're typically more prepared for football games than I would think even some coaches are sometimes because I, we go overboard on that. I think people are prepared for perspectives, um, how to think about these things, how we view these things, and they're more prepared for that. And I think we do a really, really good job. It's a disheartening. I can just say this. I uh, reached out some, reached out some people at Sooner Scoop Payton um, and, and mentioned that that threat is gross, and that's what not what we were trying to do. Um, and I, I will, I will say this. I think if you had listened to the conversation that we had. It wasn't even about the nuggets and news that we were sharing. It wasn't even about the people. People are so rabid for recruiting information, recruiting news, that they took that little piece and little nugget mentioning Jackson Arnold and potentially Texas A&M, which has been debunked. Um, and we sh- I'm going to mention that multiple reports from people in the recruiting world have come out and said there's nothing to it, which is fine. It was the conversation that was important. Oklahoma is yeah. not landing any commits right now. Oklahoma is yeah. not doing this. There's not a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail. And we talked about maybe some of the reasons behind that. And I think that's important. And I don't know if anything yeah. else is bad um, to it, but I just wanted to throw that out there from my end of things of that. Again, I just want to mention, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this over the last four or five, six months specifically. A lot of people focus on the negatives and only the very small things that have gone wrong, maybe potentially with this podcast. And they don't focus on those other things that we've said and done right. And that drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to say is I appreciate, appreciate you giving my roses and, and kind of defending the podcast and defending everything. Uh, I wasn't wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't been debunked that Jackson Arnold's going to decommit from OU and go to AM. Yeah. I didn't say that though. <laughs> I said AM was sniffing around. Uh, and guess what? If you're a major program in this region, you're probably sniffing around a little bit. And uh, that was shared to me through another uh, person who I trust. And um, the, the entire conversation was, what happens to this football coaching staff if a, if a guy is being sniffed around? Do they start sniffing around other guys? So if you didn't listen to the thing and only heard, oh, no, Jackson Arnold's decommitting and going to A&M, then... I don't know, meet me in Temecula. I, I don't know what you want to do. I mean, that's not what I said. So, uh, um, but yeah, no, I'm on the Hill. Uh, you can come kill me on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, just, uh, I think if everyone can just slow down and re-listen, because even in that same thread, I ha- I'm not I'm not a subscriber to Sooners Group. Uh, I had a friend post something and a lot of people replied directly saying, hey, yeah, I actually listened to what he said. He didn't say what's the, you know, the uh, original poster is saying, he said, you know, he's just kind of walking through a, a potential scenario. What if this, something like this were to happen? What, how does his staff react? So, um, I mean, get mad. I don't know. Everything's don't black know. and white. It was, specu- <laughs> it was speculation. People don't like it. People don't like negative Oklahoma news. Welcome to the well, actually club Peyton. It's not, it's fun yeah. over here, but it's also not fun because people get mad at you all the time. Um, but again, I just want to speak up. 
for everybody on this podcast and I even including Brady um, who's involved just a hair, but I just want to speak for everybody. I, again, if people that listen to this podcast on a weekly basis on their or loyal listeners understand our perspectives, understand that they are more informed. They're entertained by this. They enjoy the perspective and that's what this podcast is all about and what it's been about since day one. So, um, as I said, it's a great segue because I can tell you, Spencer Rattler mentioned mentioning the words toxic. Um, I had a hot week last week, Peyton. We haven't talked about Micah Tease on this podcast, um, but I believe we have privately. Um, and so we had, seeing Spencer Rattler mention the words toxic, I think backs up everything that we've talked about with the Oklahoma football program um, last season, years prior. I did that radio spot. I bumped it after the fact. Um, it, those are the same conversations we've had on this podcast. It, is, it had been toxic for a while. And it's not just like, the locker room it was the offices it was the work environment it was it was not whenever I imagine how Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama are run from top to bottom that's not how Oklahoma was being run the last couple years and again to each their own it could work out they could not change a thing at USC and next thing you know they could go to a college football playoff and maybe get over the hill I don't know I would bet against that happening if you're going to have those consistent issues where Everybody inside is wanting to talk about everything that's happening inside. And I think that was the first major like red flag for me was that I was able to get so much information out of the program under Lincoln Riley, which shouldn't happen. Um, So with that said, let me read you these quotes. Let me read you these quotes real quick, Peyton, and then we'll jump into this conversation. Spencer Rattler in a profile with ESPN's Chris Lowe said, a lot of guys don't get another chance. To start over where they're final to start over where they're really wanted. I was just happy to get away from a toxic situation and get somewhere new. Anywhere was going to be better, and I found the right place. That will be a, in terms of the toxicness. He says that will be a story for later. I don't want to get too in depth with it, but it was out of my control. All I can tell you is that we were undefeated at the time I was benched. We won a championship the year before, and we were going to win another one. I could go on and on. We had a great summer. And then once the season started, we had a competitive first couple of games that didn't play up to par. I just felt like we weren't given enough time to gel together during the season. Triggers were pulled too quick. And because of that, we lost two games that didn't win another championship. But like I said, that was out of my control. I gave my all with my teammates. And for the real, I thought that was interesting, real coaches up there. It is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm with him just to about 50% of that statement. I mean, I truly, yeah. I mean, everyone has their own truth and they, you have to speak power to your own truth because if you don't, you're going to lose your mind. You know, it's like, I, you know, I, this is how I'm interpreting the world. This is how I am seeing these things. Uh, the issue uh, with doing it only that way um, is that you end up missing a chance for real growth and real potential um, possibilities of, of your future of trying to grow past these things because he is right. Not very many people get a second chance. Not many people get a chance to go somewhere where they are quote unquote wanted. Not many people get a chance to reprove themselves, especially after what you have proven isn't that you are the guy people thought you were. So he does get a chance to do that. He gets a chance to do that in a very family uh, environment. I'm a big Sean Beamer believer. I'm a believer uh, all the way. Uh, I'm on it. You know, I'm on the train there. The stuff that he says that makes me think, 
oh, you don't, you might not actually get this is when he says stuff like we would have won if I was in, you know, all that type of stuff. And it's like, man, you have to process this information, realize that you got beat out potentially due to circumstances that were beyond your control. And it may have nothing to do with talent may just be because, Hey, you don't have the mobility to survive and extend these plays behind offensive line play. Uh, but I don't know if having a bad offensive line is a quote unquote toxic environment. <laughs> I mean, Lincoln Riley, as we've heard from multiple guys who are still on the, still on, still in the program, still on the football team saying last year, you were only worth what you brought to the team via wins and losses. And everything was walking on eggshells. I remember when Eric Gray, I think we're nine and O and he's like at Tennessee, we'd be popping champagne bottles and stuff, but here everyone's like freaking out. So it does seem like that last year was pretty tough on everybody, but I think it was because Riley knew he was out the door and he wanted to try to get this thing done um, as he could. But I don't know if getting beat out by Caleb, who proved to be a better football player inside that very contextual moment in time is a quote unquote toxic environment. Now, if he is getting transferred out and not, no one knows about it, coaches are leaving. There's rumors. I think you may have said this, that there may have been a text sent or some DM sent from the former head coach to uh, Spencer Rattler at some point in time about something going on or, you know, after some things that happened, I can't quite remember. Maybe, maybe you said he was just talking it to was Caleb. Jason Kersey reported after the Oregon game that Lincoln Riley had been in contact, congratulating them, I believe. On oh, okay. 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 Uh, so it, it's, it's just kind of, it's tough overall. Uh, but I do think it really kind of plays out what we talked about this entire time was that Lincoln had let a, a environment of transactional relationships. If I'm going to be if I'm put my Brent V uh, visor on very transactional. Well, I guess he doesn't wear the visor, the gray Oklahoma baseball cap on uh, is very transactional relationships. Very. What can you do for me? And what have you done for me lately type of uh, environment that is very hard to thrive in, especially inside a locker room where it's supposed to be very familial. I mean, you're very much family-based. You're very much friendship-based and community-based. And if it's purely and only, um, what have you done? And how can you prove that what you've done, you can repeat? Uh, that's tough when it comes to young men at that age to be able to mentally and emotionally process that. You know, because Spencer Radley, Spencer Radler goes from the top of the world to being on the bench to acting out like a fool, I mean, because of it. Um, and it doesn't hurt. I mean, it didn't help him that oh, under Lincoln Riley, the quarterbacks could just kind of do whatever they wanted. You know, I mean, Jalen Hurts is probably the only quarterback who uh, on a professionalism way acted professionally 100% from my understanding under Lincoln Riley. Not like Baker going out and partying and getting tackled by cops or Kyler Murray quote unquote oversleeping uh, practices and stuff. Uh, totally I mean, they're, they're, they, they all had such a longer leash that it doesn't. And, you know, if I'm sitting there busting my ass and I'm seeing this dude, 
you know, everyone loved Baker. I'm not going to say, well, man, this is going to end on scoop. Uh, oh, no, everyone loved Baker. We, oh, don't worry. When we talked about Baker Mayfield and having some off the field problems and all yeah. that stuff, there was a thread made on Sooner Scoop as well that came after me for talking about it. Yeah. Well, it's funny how that turned out about a month after that podcast was released. I mean, everyone loved Baker. I mean, they carried his jersey out like he had died. But if I'm sitting there busting my ass and then like, uh, you know, and this dude's like missing practices and like going out getting drunk and messing around. And but the thing is, he could perform, and so it didn't matter. Kyler could perform, so it didn't matter. He missed the practice. Those guys could perform. Spencer just ran into a stretch of games which he couldn't perform. That happens. And uh, if you can't perform, then you have to uh, figure out a different way to help the team. And it didn't seem like that was something that Radler wanted to do. Uh, he seems to have taken the Britney Spears route and call everything toxic, um, but. I mean, that's just where we are right now. I do think he's in a better place for him, though. I mean, I think I think Beamer is going to set him up really well, and hopefully him and Stogner can kind of have a little renaissance. So I posted my thoughts, even though I probably shouldn't have in the business that I'm in these days. Uh, it was a very – it wasn't my fault. And I don't know how I take that because – there was at least the Nebraska game that when you look at some of the past stuff that he missed, some of the receivers that he missed, um, you know, some of the curl wheel concept that he missed to Mike Woods twice for touchdowns, like that changes those games. The West Virginia game wasn't his fault. The offensive line, Baker Mayfield would have collapsed under it as well. The Kansas State game, he plays good. Best game of his career. <laughs> And then the next week he falls right on his face and that nothing, nobody else to blame, but him, Texas's defense was awful, awful, awful last year. Um, and since we're on a podcast pointing things out right or wrong. Yes. I absolutely believe in the Texas defense last year and it absolutely fell on its face. Spencer Rattler, I think to what kind of what you're saying, is very it very clearly did not believe that he had as much to do with some of the problems they had offensively as what um is what they had and that's just not the case i would say that to an nfl person that's across the room from me i would say that to spencer rattler if he was sitting across from me now he may get mad and dm me again like he would during his time at oklahoma but that's fine it's true. Like he basically said, it's wasn't my fault. I'm going to be better because I'm now gone, which is fine. Like if that's how he wants to feel, which a lot of professional athletes choose that route these days. Um, I just don't know if that's the best mindset to have considering the reputation he has heading to Columbia out of Oklahoma. And that's fine. And he can think that everybody's overreacting and this and that, but paying back to some of the things that I would say during the season, I never understood why he chose to make the division between him and the fan base wider. Like the people that are supporting him, the people that are basically helping him and his brand get bigger. Like that's not necessarily the route you want to take. Like if I just started coming after all of our patrons for something, like that's not smart business, right? Like that's what I just don't get about Spencer Rapp. So that was interesting. It was good to hear kind of, some of the things he said from the internal things that are happening at Oklahoma, because Peyton, I think we all understand at this point how toxic it was. 
um, inside those offices. And I think that that's a little bit of closure that some people probably needed to hear from someone else besides us. Um, so it, it was good to see not, ah, I wouldn't even say Spencer Rattler's comments were probably the worst. Um, my guy, Austin Stogner's comments were probably way worse about Lincoln Riley and that story. And I will just say this, uh, reached out to somebody close to Austin. And I said, did you write, was, did they interview you or did they interview Austin? I can't, I can't decide uh, who they were talking to in that story because I had heard those same comments from someone else not named Austin Stogner that's very close to him. So uh, it was interesting to see what Austin Stogner had to say in that story. Matt, did you have any, uh, any thoughts on the Spencer Rattler? I think this is the final time we talk about him until, uh, until he plays a game in, in September. Right. Um, I just, I loved the, uh, well, we were undefeated. I'm like, uh, he was not bringing, he was not bringing OU back in that Texas game. I'm sorry. Like it just, it wasn't happened. And it's cool to say like, yeah, well, we were undefeated, but uh, the game I got pulled, we were going to get beat by 50 if I stayed in the game. So uh, I thought that was funny, but Hey, I really, I don't know. I wish him all the, all the success in the world, man. I hope yep. because like, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Peyton. Like I love Shane Beamer. Like that dude is, is awesome, man. And like, if it wasn't going to be Brent at Oklahoma, I would have wanted it to be Shane Beamer because that guy's just awesome. So uh, I hope him uh, Rattler and Stogner both have awesome success there um, at South Carolina. And, you know, uh, it's a, uh, it's going to be an interesting chapter of OU football to look back on, you know, in like 20 years and be like, Oh man. Yeah. That was, that was weird. That was real weird and awkward sometimes. Oh, the 2020 team is going to have a whole entire book written about them by the time that when that book comes around, it'll have its own chapter. The 2021 team will boys. It is spring game week. There will be football. Let's start talking about the negative Nancy stuff. Let's talk about, there are going to be some pads popping plays being made. Brent Venable's first kind of appearance in front of the whole fan base. Except there could be some storms. Did you guys see that yeah, come out today? Eh, would not be good. Would not be good. But let's focus on the positive things. Matt, let's join you join in with us on this. Go follow Peyton on all these questions that I'm about to ask. We're going to do kind of a panel, a little conversation here about the spring game and try to preview it the best way that we possibly can. Peyton, first thing that comes to your mind that you've got to see in the spring game on Saturday, what is it? Uh, for me is to still and Gabriel, does he look sharp? I know that's super, super dumb uh, caveman answer, but uh, I think he's the only thing people will be paying attention about from on a basic level and on a basic level in my brain. Um, if he's out there throwing a couple ducks, because I've heard he hasn't been all that sharp during practice, uh, I'm going to be, I want to be there for the meltdown. So I, I'd like to see him not uh, be kind of wobbly and late on some passes. Yeah, Matt? for for me, Dylan Gabriel, uh, it's kind of the obvious one. As I'm some with I'm with Peyton on that, but um, the thing that I'm going to be focusing on, and really kind of up until the season, man, is the offensive line. Just like if they if they can improve, if they can prove they can they can run the ball really well too. Like uh, I think it all hinges on the offensive line because that was uh, among other things too. But that was like the glaring problem last year at times i'm gonna go a little bit differently you guys won't be surprised i go this way 
I have no idea who's going to play that. I think they're calling it the cheetah position. Found that out like two weeks ago. The apex, the Sam linebacker, apex player, nickelback. I have no idea who's going to play that. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. I want to see, I want to see if Brent Venables is going to put Shane Witter out in space and watch that dude run. I want to see if Jaron K- Jared Canick is playing that position and is going to go out there and run. I need that confirmation because if they're going to put a DB out there, kind of changes how I, I look at what this defense can be. So that's at least for me, that's the thing I'm looking for, or that's the first thing that comes to my mind that I have to see in the spring game. Peyton, what are you looking forward to the most Saturday? You said Dylan Gabriel in terms of the first thing that comes to mind, but what the most, what's the most important thing that you need to see um, on, or what is the one thing you're looking forward to the most to see on Saturday? Yeah. So I think Gabriel in my mind is the most important thing. The thing I'm interested in seeing the most is where Canik lines up and how he responds to some bullets in the air. Uh, You know, I know it's a spring game, but he's going to have to be running around doing some stuff. So I'm excited about that. Matt. Um. Man, I, I was I was not thinking about the actual football field, but just the fans back in the stadium. Like I'm looking forward to. I, I want to see people show out and and show up, man. They've been pumping it out basically every day about packing the palace. Like I want to see Sooner fans actually show up, you know, actually show up and in, in droves. So that and then if if you make me if you make me pick a player, I would. I, I'm just such a big Billy Bowman fan. Man, I want to see him show out a little bit in the spring game. Yeah, and, and here's it for me. They've been preaching physicality, discipline. I want to see I want to see it in the spring game. I think if if there is one thing that if that it can't happen in a spring game, and I go, I can take that away. I can carry this from this game over to the season. I kind of want to see some reckless abandonment. Like I don't want to see a wide receiver on a crossing route, guys like get his head taken off by any means. Like, that's not what I'm talking about, but I want to see some – I want. I don't want to see any fear to go hit somebody unless somebody gets hurt. Then if somebody gets hurt, I hope it goes to two-hand touch. It's like in that moment, it's always the – it's the revisionist history thing, right? But they've been preaching this physicality, defense, discipline, blah, 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 blah. I want to see it. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I want to see them be physical at the line of scrimmage, physical at the point of attack, press man coverage, bump and run zone, whatever it may be. I want to see physicality across the board. Because I think you can, you can get that in a spring game. And I can think about that and carry that over. Oh, okay, they're going to do that in a spring game. I'm looking forward to what they're going to see and do against Kent State. I want to see what they do against Nebraska. Because I think that that, not to say like past games haven't been physical by any means. I can't think of it. But I know what most spring games look like. Oklahoma, if they're preaching it, I want to see you be a little bit physical. Like, I want to see them get after it for two quarters. Maybe pull the reins off in that second half. But those first two quarters, I want to see them get after it. Um, because I think they need to. Because if they're truly going with the blank sheet, you know, blank slate for everybody, and everybody's specifically on defense, it's starting from the same, same starting spot, should be no fear to go out and do that. So that's, at least for me, what I'm looking forward to the most. Peyton, 
You just alluded to what you're worried about the most with Dylan Gabriel. Is there anything else on your mind that you're worried that you would be worried about seeing on Saturday? So I think what we are going to see, because it's going to be a draft, apparently, uh, is mm-hmm. that we're going to see uh, O-line play that ain't going to be good uh, mm. because we're going to not get the full units how they should play. And I think even myself knowing that, knowing that the starting five probably aren't on, on the field at the same time together, um, I want to try real hard not to panic, but uh, the, it's the O-line play. Uh, I think the D-line is going to perform well. We've only heard about the D-line performing well. This is a new regime, so I can, I'm can i going to put my trust in them that the defensive line's playing well this time. Uh, but I, I, think we, I think we've kind of all heard the O-line's been up and down uh, all, all spring practices so far. Uh, and it should be a, it should be a continuing work of effort until they kick off the for the real ball games. But I'm going to try very hard not to panic, but I will panic about the offensive line. Matt, I was going back to the offensive line too. I, I mean, Dude, we're on. It. I'm going to we try. Yeah, up. I'm going to try not to worry. Like like Peyton said, I'm going to try not to. But uh, yeah, if it looks bad, I, I guess other thing, if uh, man. I'm not worried about the wide receivers, but like if, if the corners are just shutting them down, like the entire day, I'll be like, uh, I don't know. I'm not worried about them long-term Marvin Mims, Theo Weiss, Drake Stute. Like I'm, I'm not worried about them long-term, but I'll be interested to see. For me, I said this last week um, with patron of ours, JP um, on their podcast, but I'm, a little skeptical of this tight end group. I know there's a lot of conversation about, you know, Daniel Parker coming in. Caden Helms is looking good catching passes. Jason Llewellyn looks, you know, is very big. Is he going to be a guy that swings into offensive tackle? Um, and obviously, Brayden Willis returning. I don't know if you can like take away that the tight ends are going to be underwhelming after this game, but I do think seeing these guys move, you know, again, we have a little bit of intel on Daniel Parker and his time in Missouri, thanks to some reports that I've been able to get. Um, like a 4-8 runner, maybe beyond that. Like, he, he's not super athletic. He is truly a pure blocker. I, I don't think people have that wrapped in their mind quite yet, like what that looks like. Um, you know, people see his body type. They see how, you know, physicality. Oh, man, when he's running routes, he could look good running across the middle. Like, that's not necessarily what his tape at Missouri says at all, and nor does his testing numbers, the little, the little bits and pieces we have. So I do think that that may be like, that's my biggest worry is that, you know, some people are you're very excited about this tight end group. I think we kind of know who Braden Willis is at this point. He's got to block better in the run game. Um, not necessarily more sure-handed pass catcher by any means, guys, but a guy that maybe you can trust on third down, um, maybe he can grow into that role. I just am unsure about it. And so that's at least for me that what I would be worried about the most seeing is that this tight end group is probably going to be maybe be a little more underwhelming than what people are giving them credit for right now. And that changes personnel-wise and philosophy-wise how Jeff Levy is going to attack because he ran an offense with Kenny Yoboa a tight end out of Ole Miss in 2020. I believe he had um, north of 500 yards receiving in a shortened season. Um, And then he had a tight end last year that caught less than 300 yards passing. So 
Um, it's going to change how he chooses to attack in his philosophy, and I'm interested to see how those guys look on Saturday. All right, one player right now. No one's talking about him, but we're going to be talking about him post-game. Who is it? Hey. Oh, man. Uh, no one's talking about him right now, but people will, will be talking about him on the post-game. That's what you're saying. Correct. Uh, oh, man. Uh, 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 I pass, 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 pass. I Matt. need to look at something. Um, that no one is talking about uh, Trey Morrison. Give me Trey like Morrison. No, people aren't talking about him a whole lot, but a huge start. Like, I mean, he started, what, four, three, four years, whatever, at North Carolina. I think he's going to really help out this defense. So it's, it's, it's a guy that he didn't get recruited. He wasn't like the – by Oklahoma, like wasn't the four-star, five-star guy, whatever. But I think it's going to be a very solid piece to have coming in the transfer portal i'm gonna cheat and give one that has been a little bit talked about i'm gonna give one that has one of them is a transfer that he looks really good in pictures and i'm really excited to see what he looks like because i believe and i've said this and i'll say it over and over again anybody that's good enough to play for jeff halfley is good enough to play for everybody i want to see what candy walker looks like and i think when people see him in person they're going to be okay Oklahoma hasn't had a guy that looks like this play corner before. And so I think it's more of a, for me, going to be confirmation bias of, okay, he looks like the guy that I thought he would look like after gaining 25 pounds between his freshman and sophomore years in college. Um, and then the other one, Marcus Stripling. I wouldn't surprise me at all if that guy's starting for Oklahoma this year. And that's not because Clayton Smith isn't developing or that's not because that he's not at the place that he needs to be. He's a second-year guy for a, a guy a lot a lot of people thought, and I included, put that he could, he's more than likely going to be an All-American someday. Marcus Stripling's old. And I just don't know if he got the fair share or fair opportunity to play under this last regime, which is fine when you have Nick Benito. Um, but Nick Benito is no longer at Oklahoma, and they needed, they're going to need a kind of a guy that plays that position Marcus Stripling offered some very bright spots and limited snaps the last two years. And I'm interested to see what he looks like. And I think a lot of people when they, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to run out with the ones because they're doing a draft. So that obviously is not going to happen at all. But I think people are going to see and go, okay, that guy's got a shot to make a lot of plays for Oklahoma this year. Peyton, who you got? Uh, this one probably doesn't count because I've read some stuff about him, but not like a ton. Uh, Jake DeVronte Barnes will be the game MVP. Uh, he's mm -hmm. going to get most of the carries, in my opinion. He's probably the one that we're all going to go, Welcome. oh, wow, this dude is Welcome. amazing. You know, I've read some stuff, but I haven't read like giant thought pieces about him. Uh, if he is too over the radar, then uh, I think this will be a chance, again, because it's a spring game, it's a draft, it's going to be kind of thin on both sides, that uh, NRK makes a couple of plays and people go, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's turned for him, <laughs> uh, that type of a thing. Um, and uh, but I, I think that might be someone people talk about if he's able to, you know, if, if it's if it's just the ones and the twos and the threes, we don't see them. But since it's a draft and it, you know, could get a little wonky who's on the field, um, there may be a chance he got makes a couple of plays and people think I've always thought he was good. Why didn't they play him type of thing? For sure. No, I completely I completely agree with you there. I mean, I I don't I, I think I share some barn stock early on with some people, but when his junior tape popped up and two years ago and Oklahoma was connected to him, man, I thought he was gonna be special. Um 
So it's good to see. It's good to hear all that stuff. Uh, let's let's one the one you mentioned Devonte Barnes is going to be the game MVP. I like that. That's a take. I like that. Um, there's always a guy every year that makes a handful of plays. Random guy could be a walk on. Peyton, if you need to need to look it up, by all means. No, you're good. Um, by all means, do that. But there's always one guy every year walk on maybe depth guy that makes some plays matt i don't know if you've got a guy off the top of your head um but we'll come to you first if you do um who's who's the guy for you who's the who's the no name oklahoma surprise saw on saturday i wouldn't say he's no name he i think he's just a little bit down the depth chart but give me cody jackson Mm. give me cody jackson maybe making a pretty big catch or something like that um and yeah getting getting everyone excited Peyton, you got I'm one? I'm ready. I'm ready. Tagging in. Tagging in. Uh, 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 ben Harris is going to get some play. He's going. He's not going to look like an idiot on the spring game. Find a deeper cut. I dare you. What about Tywee Walker? Does that count? I, I don't know. Does it count? You tell me. I think it does count. Former junior college running back. Walk on, walks on in Oklahoma. Oh, that, that guy. Yeah, that's a cut. No, he's probably going to be the spring game MVP. <laughs> so he's getting Marcus Major dinged up, right? I'm I'm trying yeah. to put some puzzle pieces together here. So Marcus Major had the last practice viewing for the media, which again that was like their sixth one of the spring. I I feel like I, I'm not doing my job if I don't mention that. Um, Marcus Major's been dinged up. Running back room, you know, you don't want those guys getting a bulk of snaps. But this random running back, a guy that can maybe do some things. I think the Jaden Knowles, I read from one of the news internships he did last summer, maybe dinged up a little bit. Um, So give me a guy like Tywee Walker to have maybe a couple big moments in this game. So I'd be really, really interested to see. All right, Peyton, put your crystal ball. Look into it. What is your Saturday at 7 o'clock when we record a postgame pod? What is your first takeaway from the Oklahoma spring game? First takeaway is uh, everyone stay calm. It's not, it's not as high or as not as low as you think it is. Um, And uh, that will be probably combined with if there's no thunderstorms, this, that's the one of the biggest spring game crowds I've ever seen Mm. uh, in Oklahoma history. Matt. I hope, I hope that is true. Um, Yeah, no, I, I don't get, I don't get too high or too low on, on the spring game. So I don't know the first thing. Oh, I would say, man, it was great to see Baker Mayfield back. He'll be happy too. be the first time he's seen some joy in about six months, <laughs> maybe smiling. It's not fake. Um, here's mine. Oklahoma is going to need to go get another quarterback in the portal. I not based off any information, not based off anything that's happened within practice. I'm just thinking of things that I was told when he originally committed and signed that it was going to take some time for Nick Evers. Oh yeah, Peyton, we talked about that too. Never mind. Um, it's going to take some time for Nick Evers to get going in college from a physical from a his body type, from adding weight, from understanding the game from, you know, a bunch of different factors, which again, a lot of young quarterbacks go through. 
And a lot of people like me throw those quarterbacks in the bin immediately and just don't think about them. And that's not fair, but I do think we will probably be coming on this podcast thinking, Oh my God, is there a quarterback out there? Oklahoma can go get. Um, because I mean, after Gabriel, it's Evers, it's, and then walk-ons. Uh, and Michael Bowens, I guess he is a scholarship player. Um, and that's not a guy that not a lot of us are talking about. Damn it, he may be the damn spring game MVP. He may have like 70 yards rushing on Saturday. Um, <laughs> didn't even think about that. But that's at least in my head whenever I, I think about Saturday night when we all get together finally to record a podcast in person for the first time in a while that we're going to be sitting there going, oh, my God, they got to get another quarterback because if Dylan Gabriel gets hurt, they are going to be in a world – of hurt. Outside of that, any other uh, any other spring game thoughts? As we mentioned a second ago, there's going to be a draft, so this thing's going to be a little weird. Um, it's not going to be ones on ones, which I would prefer it that way. But I understand why they're doing it the way that they're doing it for entertainment purposes. Um, so we're not going to see a lot of one on ones. We've discussed kind of the seven offensive linemen that are a part of this: Savion Bird, Wanya Morris, um, Anton Harrison at tackle. Andrew Rame, Chris Murray, Robert Condrell, McCade Matower, and the interior offensive line. The offense is pretty. We've, we've talked about it endlessly. Pro- heading into this game, before we get into the doldrums of the offseason, that the offense is pretty figured out in terms of the personnel that's going to be a part of it. Julio Farouk, Brian Darby, Trevin West behind, Drake Stoops, Marvin Mims, Theo Weiss, the running backs. We've talked about the quarterbacks. Um, defensively, Again, I think that's what we probably learned the most, Peyton, to kind of wrap up my final thoughts on the spring game. Uh, I don't know stylistically what we're going to see. There's been some 3-3-5 talk. I'm interested to see if that's thrown out there Saturday. I would imagine. If not, that's something they're going to keep in the hole for the the season. Um, Are they going to be lined up in a 4-2-5? Is the cheetah player, is it going to be a nickel? Like there's There are a lot of things that we're going to learn and we're going to be able to talk about Saturday on our postgame on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash through the keyhole. Peyton, any final thoughts on the spring game? Uh, No, I I think we covered it as well as we could without being too boring about spring game. Yeah, last year, I usually ask this, like, and I know it's the hypothetical and it sounds, and I'm going to preface it, it sounds stupid saying it, but it like, there's, can Oklahoma lose lose this spring game? I asked this question to Brady a year ago from the aspect of like, a meltdown of Nebraska football. Like after Nebraska spring game, I don't know if anybody saw this, go to message board geniuses and look it up after Nebraska spring game. Like their fan base is already ready to jump off the boat. Like, is there yeah. that possibility Saturday? If Dylan Gabriel looks like hot, hot trash, prepare, prepare for the worst. Don't tell me I mean, that. You know me. I, mean, I can't he, deal with that stuff. No, I mean, if he looks bad, it, it, I mean, I'm going to be freaked. I'll be like, oh, dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> seven and five, <laughs> looking down the barrel. I mean, because we've been told Messaging he, he knows the Damn system. It, Ian, you were he's right. got the arm. You know, we know it's like he's been playing the system for like four years or something. Like he's going to do it. And if he walks out there looking bad, get ready. It, it's going to, I mean, people, <laughs> it's going to be rough. That's going to be a weird stadium full of people. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Baker is halftime. Um, to enter the for his statue and then they will be like 
I guess unveiling it outside while he's inside being honored. It's kind of weird. I don't necessarily know the process behind it or understand it, which is fine. Um, the game is going to be televised on Sooner Sports TV mm-hmm. because the Texas Rangers and Oakland A's pit, first pitch is at three o'clock Saturday. So Bally Sports Oklahoma and Bally Sports Southwest will not, will not be picking up the Oklahoma spring game because everybody wants to watch the Texas Rangers play baseball right now. That's yep. That's it. That's exactly what it is. I wonder if never mind. Oklahoma won't be with Bally Sports much in the future so i don't need to throw and it's much. not like the the rangers and the a's have like 130 more games left hey this we're not we're not going to talk <laughs> about the baseball schedule in this podcast there's no, it's 162 is a fine round number it's great i love it i'm kidding it's too many games um but i i am with you i completely get it and people when you hear this on this podcast and for the first time because no one else is saying it um, just remember, call Bally Sports and say, hey, the Rangers suck, and they couldn't get the final out in 2011. Peyton, Leah Beasley coming over to Oklahoma. The deputy athletic director, basically the head, from what I understand, and I'm going to pull up her official titles here, um, basically helped develop and increase Mississippi State's fan engagement. She was a deputy athletic director, and she is now coming to Oklahoma. Peyton, I, and I mentioned this before we came on, that I think you and I are of the same mindset here when we wanted to have this conversation, because I think it is an important conversation to have from a, per, from a perspective, from a, per, oh, good Lord, from an Oklahoma philosophy perspective. This is the second outside AD hire that Josie has now made to come help. I think that that speaks volumes to Joe Castiglione as a leader because the best leaders know that it's okay to delegate responsibility and that you don't have everything figured out and new ideas are fine. That turnip seed, who I would imagine (coughs) Joe's getting mad that he's having to use his credit card and Oklahoma's credit card as much as he is right now, and now bringing in Leah Beasley, as I look up the rest of her titles and everything that she's done, we've Peyton both have read up on her and know a little bit about her background. What are you? What are your? Uh, what are your thoughts on Oklahoma bringing in another kind of athletic director type to help out? So I think I mean there's there's two ways of it. So one, I'll answer the the general question of you know Joe Castiglione bringing on another AD type, another assistant AD or a deputy AD, and what does that mean for the Oklahoma? Um, football program and what does it mean for the Oklahoma athletic department as a whole in my mind it means the following and drag me across the coals for this uh Josie's not going to be here much longer he is the one in a lifetime uh AD that there's not many ADs that can hold his hat uh or wear his fedora I should say um he is that dude he is he's making great hires after great hire after great hire after great hire uh, and he understands that if he were to step away from the program, they're not going to be able to fill his shoes entirely. So he is building out this program, football program, and the rest of the athletic department as robust as he possibly can. So he knows when he steps away that the new person, the new, uh, the new AD who walks in, won't have to pick up the Herculean effort that he's uh, maintained for the last 20 plus years 
um, and make sure the Oklahoma uh, athletics across the board. I mean, tennis, women's tennis just won the Big 12 championship for the first time. Uh, women's uh, gymnastics just won again. Uh, you know, softball just won the national championship. Softball is on a giant run right now. Um, that, uh, I think men's golf is rated highly. Uh, OU baseball's trying to be very interesting as best it can. You know, I mean, this is a uh, this is a, a spring of optimism across the board for OU athletics, and that's that falls squarely on his shoulders, in my opinion. And those are giant shoes and giant shoulders to try to replace if uh, if you were to leave things how they were. So to me, that is why he's doing it. Uh, but to speak more directly to uh, the new the new uh, oh man the new uh, da, 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 what is her name? I'm the Leah one Beasley. Uh, Lou Beasley. Um, her coming in, you know, her, her main, her role has been fan engagement, how to make it easier for fans in stadium, fans out of stadium, fans interacting with the program. And that could be like, you know, ticket sales, how you get in, whether you're, and she went through this stuff, like she had like a 10 point thing at Mississippi state about, you know, concessions, a seating, uh, you know, all that type of stuff, entertainment in, you know, in stadium music, you know I mean? I don't know when's the last time you guys have gone to inside of that stadium to watch an OU football game. It's as if you're just watching it in your living room, watching a video, watching a football game. There isn't that pomp and circumstance of what, in my opinion, college football is about and should be about. It should be about you've got some fight song leaders doing some fight song stuff. You've got some music going on. You've got some different video things other than like, can you guess which cup the ball's under? You know, that type of bullshit we've had to suffer through. Um, so in my mind, bringing anyone whatsoever into this to kind of take that over is greatly and has been sorely missed. And maybe we, oh, you can stop being such a blue hair uh, stadium and start being a uh, an SEC stadium, an SEC type of experience because OU is going to be baptized in the waters of what an SEC crowd is week in, week out, pretty quickly. So one, if she bans the wave from the Oklahoma Stadium, she's already got a great, great, great starting point. That's step one, just ban the wave. Because yep. if Oklahoma does it, everybody else does it. So we can get that done. Or do, or, or, do we have a take on the wave? Baseball's back. It's in every game, every stadium. It's, it's, is that, it's the most overrated fan it's experience horrible. thing, right? It's horrible. If you want to do something cool, if you're bored at a baseball game, which I, I, have, ah! never not, I have never not been bored at a baseball game, uh, because you sit there and say that. I mean, at a baseball game, anytime they show the crowd, you're doing the wave. Someone brought in a beach ball, and they're freaking out about that. Or someone's building the, uh, the uh, 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 cup snake or the whatever snake. it is. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. Do the snake. Do the snake. Snake's cool. Do the snake. Snake's cool. Do, if you're in the wave. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you're in there for like the five dollar giveaway. I remember going to. I'm from you know Southeast Oklahoma. It's much easier for me to get there. And I remember going to uh, uh, Ranger Stadiums to get like the uh, you know the you get the if you're a certain age you get the Alex Rodriguez signed black baseball bat and you know stuff like that. And that's the reason why you go to the baseball game. Very rarely are you going to go watch the, the baseball game. <laughs> you you get the giveaways and you get the hot dog and it's the whole experience. So. Um, Maybe we're allowed to uh, start drinking in the stadium and uh, we start doing some cup snakes and uh, we start having some fun. Yeah. And let's, I, I mean, I was joking with that. So I think to some of the things you're saying, yes, I, we've talked about this on this podcast after Lincoln Riley left that 
part of Lincoln Riley's concerns were about who the next AD was going to be after Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma and the fact that he didn't want it to fall from someone under the Castiglione tree, meaning Zach Selma. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would make a lot of sense to surround Zach Selman with a lot of people that he can trust and lean on that have a lot of experience leading departments um, and putting those things in place. People listening to this, we do know Joe Castiglione. He is a friend of the pod. He will stop and wave and talk to us uh, if he's out and about. No, we're not reporting anything. I want to be clear about oh, that. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Um, I want to be clear about that um, before it gets all spun into something that we're not. But I do get where your head's at. And I think that, that I'm with you. Like, that, that is a very well, like, if I was, if that was where I was at initially, I would have got there. If you yeah. get what I'm saying? Um, so like, yes. And then the, uh, the other aspect of it, like I said, when we came on or before we came on, like, I don't know, there's nothing out there besides like at the head athletic director, like you don't have rankings for a deputy deputy AD. You don't have rankings for like an assistant athletic director. There's not a Broyles award for it. You know, best assistant in college football. Um, she seems very well thought of by everybody that you read about. Um, and the job that she did at Louisiana Tech, uh, a Louisiana Tech alum from Ruston, Louisiana, er, that's down in Ruston, Louisiana. The only reason why I know that is because I started a NCAA dynasty with Louisiana Tech one time. Uh, we were really, really good. No shame. Won a national championship. No big deal. Um, goes to Mississippi State. And these were the five areas, Peyton, that she oversaw at Mississippi State. Five external areas. Broadcast operations communications, creative and digital strategy, fan experience, and outbound sales and marketing and branding were the five areas that she oversaw at Mississippi State. And so whenever I think about those things, like I'm trying to think, you know, they've gone to the cashless concessions. They've gone to the um, tickets are now all on your phone. Like they've done some things over the years that have made things a lot easier for fans and, and at the stadium. But to your point, the in-game fan experience is a little different. Like when you go to a – and I think from – the here's the thing that sticks out to me the most. And it's nothing against Oklahoma because the band doesn't have anything that they do. But usually on like third down, specifically in the SEC, the only reason why I remember this, and I'm sorry for anybody that this is going to trigger, when OU played in the Rose Bowl <laughs> – and Georgia's band, every third down is just, and the fans are just going bonkers. Like, Oklahoma doesn't have that. And so, I don't know if she's, like, going to bring something along those lines. The music's outdated. There are some songs that they play that probably even the older generation of fans that are in the stadium now have, heard, have like, they would be okay with it. Like, more new age, modern music. Um, so, stuff like that to what Peyton's saying. I can't, th- I don't. I don't know anything about the Sooner Club. I don't know what she's going to have to do with anything there in terms of like donors and things like that. But to your point of what we're talking about, I do think it does speak to how good Josie is as an athletic director to bring in people that know more than probably he does or are a lot closer to it, um, to where we're at in society these days. Um, Not to say anything, I'm not meaning anything by this, but Leah Beasley does look younger and so Zach Selman's young. 
Thad's old, right? So like there's a good mix of old, new ideas. Um, and I think that speaks to who Josie is. And to your point, probably, not probably, could have something to do with potentially surrounding the next AD with a very good group of people that are supportive and they know what they're doing. And the next AD doesn't have to feel overwhelmed or have to feel like he has to do everything or do this or do that. Um, and that's really smart on his end and benefits Oklahoma greatly. And I'll just add on, if OU literally does anything, it will be a better game experience than what it has been in the past. <laughs> I, mean, I remember when like they did the, the walk and everyone was like freaking out. And I was like, what? And the walk's not even the walk. I mean, like, Tennessee has a walk. They walk like, half a mile or some bullshit i mean like you know like notre dame has that like they actually walk through campus and everything and our walk is like yeah the bus pulls up to the stadium and then they walk five feet you know it's like what <laughs> you know the walk of champions or whatever it is we're calling it i was like what the fuck is this you know i mean it, it's just like OU has OU as a as a as a campus as a university is filled with so much tradition and OU football's tradition is about what happens on the football field you know, we do not have midnight yell practices and we do not have, you know, the, 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 the Nayland Navy or Neyland Navy. We don't have whatever Florida does. You know, we just don't have those things. And it's always been, this is a professional football team in the state of Oklahoma. And so mm -hmm. that's how you treat it. And if you want that, you know, high school class ring, I've got my Letterman jacket on, drive up north, go to Stillwater. But I think OU is going to have to kind of embrace college a little more inside of the stadium if OU is going to have a chance to be the same I mean because that yeah when we're kind of like Mississippi State's you know Stark Vegas I mean they, I mean it's wild in there you know I mean, these these SEC stadiums are wild and if you're a recruit and you're going like man these OU crowds is kind of sleeping through this game <laughs> versus you know some of these other wild and crazy places in the uh, SEC these main rivals you're going to be having I mean, get ready. The Aggie wave and everything, like they have a cool wave. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, at least I think, don't they do like a thing and they all kind of go different ways yeah, and stuff? I don't I know mean, what it's That stuff's cool. I mean, yeah. it, it's make fun of them for being cultish, whatever. They all know what to do and when to do it. And it's cool when they do it. And it looks cool if you're just walking in going, oh, wow. You know, it's like this place takes this seriously. Um, well, I had OU fans where I was kind of like, sit around and stand up on third downs and kind of whatever, you know, it's always, <laughs> I mean, you, you remember the jump around game. That's all it is. Yeah. All, every <laughs> single time, yeah. every single time. I, it would be really, yeah, really cool. Something from Wisconsin and then try to. Yeah. Right. To and it worked. It. it worked that one time. It was beautiful because it was spontaneous one time. It just happened. Uh, oh, you just, oh, you, it's a, as a program, as a department, uh, isn't a spontaneous type of program. Like in my mind, they, they should have a thing they should uh in, in, you know in my mind here's something super super simple you you pick a friend every single game or something maybe it's like that maybe you can do like i don't want to do like the, the baylor freshman thing you you have a you have a, a student that's been picked they lead the team out with the flag and they plant the flag at midfield and boom you know we've we've done a little something cute that goes back to the baker you know flag planting it's like there's so much stuff that's happened on field that you can do very easily. Um, I, I want every single OU fan that's listening to this to start watching independent wrestling. Um, they have the coolest chance, coolest chance, the coolest chance. I mean, it's, it's soccer chance. Like I want to hear 
this is going to be some curse words. So when Samoa Joe, none of you know, uh, used to wrestle, the crowd would chant, Joe's going to kill you. That type of stuff. When Brian Danielson, who is a bigger name, he wrestled in ROH, he'd kick people a lot, and the crowd would chant, "He, uh, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. Like, I want some excitement. Like, Let's think of some cool stuff. I mean, soccer stadium, soccer fans have like a little song cheat, have like a little song card they have to bring with them to be like, oh, we're doing chant number five now. And I don't know. It would just be cool if OU fans and OU itself just embraced the cringe, <laughs> I guess for a lack of a better term. What if Lee Beasley brought cowbells? No cowbells. It's, it's not something on here. Maybe if we get some uh, – Not on your list? Not on the list. If we can get some maybe some hisses or something, because it used to be called the snake pit. I mean, bring bring back to some cool shit, man. I mean, give me get, get, let's get some dogs out there. Let's get some. I don't know. Let's do something. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen, but yeah, I will some, say this: I, I... <laughs> give me some dodgeball. Yeah, if they can get the dodgeball guy up there, let's go. Like I, I I really enjoyed the using the Halloween theme. I thought that was awesome. It didn't work out, but I was so like, they, that's yeah, cool. They couldn't get off the field on third down. Yeah. It's like, that's super awesome. And then, yeah, it sucked. But you have to embrace the cringe and go with it. Yeah, and they, they've got to do something along the lines of, like, fan requests because they just haven't changed much of the fan in-game experience since I was a kid. Now, there's I, – I will say this. There are two things, two things that are sacred. Who you with whenever the OU – all the team comes out to stretching, that has to stay. And Grand Ole Flag. They took Grand Ole Flag out of the beginning of the ceremony at the beginning. This is very old take of Keegan here. Mm -hmm. um, old that new band guy came in before he got fired and they were trying to change up and limit the band members. I don't know if Grand Ole Flag is back. I just remember when it was, I was a kid and they played it and it was awesome. So yeah. anyways, that's probably yeah. lower on the list for things for people. And But who you went better stack. Who you with? I, I'm on there too now. Now you got me going. Uh... Did we ever sing Oklahoma? Because if not, we should. Everyone, every Oklahoma knows they that word. Absolutely words. do. Yes, they, we can they just do. scream the shit out of that. I mean, <laughs> I, I was in I, my my uh, freshman year in college was the centennial, I believe, or maybe my junior year in college or sophomore year, and I was in Oklahoma and I sang that song like fifty times a day for like three weeks. So I mean, I got that thing in the head. Like, let's go after it. No, for sure, Peyton. Last week we uh, jinxed. The Oklahoma softball team, they lost their first game of the year. Yeah, I jinxed them. I talked about the dominance and the chance for them to run and what the run they're on. And honestly, uh, what was it 37 straight they got to? Or 38 straight? I don't know. I don't I, – it's They're at 36. I think they got 38. So uh, that makes them the third uh, longest win streak of all time, I believe. And I also think the longest single game or single season win streak as well, I believe as well. Please God, don't kill me about that if I have that wrong. I'm pulling off the top of my head. Uh, but they still have not lost a uh, Big 12 conference uh, series in 11-plus uh, years now. Um, it was cool to see all the uh, Texas fans being like, uh-uh-uh, we got you. We, we did it. <laughs> like We didn't get swept. <laughs> and trying to dunk on OU softball is like you lost two to one dude you got one in I and you know what honestly and it was um, the first time they had won since 2014 right I know they've been getting the ass kicked for a long time it's always interesting I'm gonna talk about some F1 stuff it's always interesting so Max Verstappen wins the F1 world championship last year finally beats 
uh, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, who is a seven-time champion, who had won, I think, four in a row. Um, and Max finally beats him. And he's all like, I've done it. I'm the best in the world. I've done that. It's like, dude, I mean, I mean, come on. What are you talking about? This dude's won seven of these things. Like, you need to calm down. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like, it's cool. You're having fun. You're peacocking, as I'm a big uh, uh, proponent for enjoy the moment embrace the win fuck the rest uh but yeah screw texas i hope they lose the rest of their game but texas yeah, is a good program they're weird. good school they've they've had a major turnaround softball wise yeah they hired the head coach they bought the head coach from oregon and brought all of his players over and then i think one of them is now the pitcher at oklahoma state so well, that's what you got to do pancake factory uh, softball true. factory i don't know what they're doing but texas sure. texas a&m i mean stack the money bring them in uh, for sure i completely get it oh you softball bedlam's coming up i don't know how quickly that's probably the last like big test for oklahoma until the postseason um whenever they play texas or oklahoma state again but we will certainly see i didn't have it listed i'll just mention OU baseball went two and one on the weekend lamar like struck strung like 19 hits together against them on saturday or friday or something like that it was crazy um hadn't happened to him especially jake bennett all year um but they get two wins against pacific they make it back in the conference play this week. They go on the road to Kansas. Uh, look up, and this is crazy. I can't believe I'm even saying this because it's it's actually this bad. Go, you guys need to go look up the Kansas baseball throwback unis they're wearing this weekend because they are a atrocity. They are really, really, really bad. Um, not a huge fan. As a guy who's a fan of that stuff, I am not a fan of these, specifically the hat. Um, so as you guys are looking that up, I will mention Oklahoma men's hoops, Mo Gibson. Going to test the waters in the NBA, see what that looks like. More than likely coming back to Oklahoma was his words in his statement. <laughs> Peyton, when we got off the podcast last week, uh, I had mentioned we had talked about way, maybe about a month ago, that some uh, high. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second here. I, I, I'm gonna, jerseys? I'm, are you seriously, and please let me know if I've got this wrong. So you are, you can't be doing this. Tell me, you don't like these jerseys. No, I do not. Okay. Uh, Matt, we're going to have to find a new co-host. Obviously, he doesn't like that the Kansas Jayhawks are honoring the KC Monarchs. I think we have a Jan Sixer in the midst. Uh, if, if, if this is, Are you talking about the, the one of the, the K and the U in red on the red brim? The hat. Yeah, I don't like The hat. It. Yeah, the Monarchs, man. I, saw, I immediately saw that and said, is that the Monarchs uniform they're facing? Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew what it's it the was. the Monarchs. I knew what it was. Which it's cool. No, like I you just gotta like, like I like them. Good, good for them. They're honoring the past. It's great. Like, love all that stuff. Those jerseys. The hat. Ugh, they're bad. But the Oklahoma men's hoops team. Um, lose Mo Gibson, not yet. Uh, Elijah Harkless Peyton. I mentioned it was like last week. I was like, Yeah, we had heard Elijah Harkless was gonna enter the portal and go out somewhere to the yeah. West Coast. And then he, you know, John Rothstein sent that tweet out. The day after we recorded our pod, Peyton, Elijah Harkless enters the portal. Elijah Harkless now going to play for Kevin Kruger, son of Lon Kruger, who's now the head coach at UNLV. No surprise there. That's going to hurt Oklahoma. I don't know how much. We'll see what happens in the portal. Um, they landed a big, big-time guy in the portal from George Washington, a former four-star recruit. Um, Jamil, I believe, Basai is his last name. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. So there's your men's hoops. There's your basketball check. There's your baseball check-in. Softball, men's golf at Oklahoma just won there. They set a program record fifth, 
tournament win, um, and I believe that's an NCAA record, and not just Oklahoma. I could be corrected on that for all the golfers out there. The women's gymnastics team, as Peyton mentioned, just won the national championship. Um, try to give all these teams as much hype, at least as much of the spotlight as we possibly can. Men's teams came in second. The men's gymnastics teams came, was a runner-up. Um, the wrestling program, I don't know. We just continue. We'll just keep mentioning that. Who knows what's going on with them? Um, but the rest of it, things are going pretty, pretty well in Norman. I think we covered everything. That spring game is probably about as good of a spring game preview as you're going to get anywhere out there. I promise you that. Um, I, from, I'm even more impressed with what we were able to put together with as much little information as we have about the spring game. Yeah. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you guys enjoyed Honestly, that. you need to unsubscribe from the other OU podcasts that you listen to. I mean, I just do not know if you're going to get what you just got over there. And um, like I said, have a variety of, uh, you know, points and, you know, a marketplace of ideas. I'm a big fan on that. But I mean, but also, you know, hey, straight up cancel culture, you know, uh, delete, delete those apps, delete those podcasts. I mean, we're here. Stay with us. You're here. You're with us. We love you. We'll take care of you. When you're sick and you're tired, we're going to be here. That's us, man. That's always us. Unless it's Easter or Matt's got Thunder game to cover or, you know, something's going on. Something, something else is going on. I Unless I break my hand or get COVID. I mean, you can just keep going down the list of things. Um, so with that being said, I think we covered everything. I, I Again, I want to reiterate, I hope you enjoyed the spring game conversation. Um, that was very in-depth based on the information, the little information that we have on the football team from this spring. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the rest of the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoy through the keyhole in general. We love you guys listening. If you guys do enjoy listening, subscribe, rate, review, do all that fun stuff. Peyton. Boom, 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 bo